0: walking versus wind sprints, uneven strength and body parts, and why you overeat, today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Ferrano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. I don't know what week this is of the coronavirus, but it's week one too many. You, me, and everybody else are watching their gains slip away. Trust me, we are all in the same boat, and I am feeling your pain. If you are a bodybuilder, you're watching your body and your muscles disappear. If you're somebody who has lost weight and are fighting to prevent that weight gain, I understand. You're sitting around the house, locked in, with nothing to do but eat. It is very, very difficult. It is crazy frustrating, and it's hopefully going to end relatively soon. Let me see if I can take your mind off your problems and answer some fitness questions. Brandon emailed me and said, Steve, if I were to do just one hour of walking four to five times a week with one day of intense wind sprints, would that suffice for increasing my cardiovascular performance? I am currently still losing weight and a little bit of that is due to not working out. Hey, welcome to the club. And I'm currently doing one hour of walking six to seven days a week with one intense day of wind sprints per week. So basically, instead of walking six to seven days a week, he wants to walk four to five days a week and do one day of wind sprints. My answer to this would be walking burns calories, but it doesn't really improve cardiovascular performance. And this is especially true in people who are in good shape. If somebody is out of shape, older, recovering, then walking is a type of way of improving your cardiovascular performance. But for Brandon, who is a gym monster, he's crazy strong, has incredible cardio, has unbelievable discipline, he's going to need something a little more effective because walking is just not going to improve his cardiovascular performance. Now, if you're interested in losing fat, you can do cardio or you can save time and just eat a little bit less every day. But if you're really interested in improving your cardiovascular performance, the best way of doing that is stressing your cardiovascular system more frequently throughout the week. So my suggestion would be this. Do the walking four to five days a week, and then make one day of wind sprinting three days of wind sprints. But you just don't have to do as much wind sprinting. For instance, if you did one day of, let's say, 12 wind sprints, which is a lot of work, you could cut that down to, let's say, six wind sprints, but do that three times a week. That way, the intense cardio is spread out throughout the week, and essentially, the body doesn't have a chance to evolve or relax back into a sedentary lifestyle. Essentially, since that cardiovascular impact is more frequent throughout the week, you're able to maintain that cardiovascular performance. And really what happens is your body doesn't lose or break down the enzymes that are generated when cardiovascular performance is performed. So by doing this, you're able to have those enzymes hang out a lot longer. So your cardiovascular performance sticks around a little longer. You know that if you're doing intense cardio and then you jog down the street or sprint after something or take a flight of stairs, you're good. Don't do cardio for a week. I should say intense cardio for a week or 10 days. Take a flight of stairs. You notice you're out of breath a little bit. And this is because those enzymes that we use during cardiovascular performances, especially when they're intense, those enzymes that help us burn fat in the presence of oxygen, they begin to diminish. The enzymes that allow us to burn sugar without oxygen do not. So you're always able to do anaerobic activity. You can always do something intensely for a very short period of time, but it's very hard to do something that's intense cardiovascularly for a long period of time if you haven't done cardiovascular activity in a while. So while walking will improve your cardiovascular performance if you're out of shape, it will not do much if you're in shape. Will it burn calories? absolutely. Do I want to walk an hour a day? Well, at this stage in the game, I probably do because I want to get out of the house. But if you're short on time, it's much easier to do less cardio and just watch what you eat and cut it down by 100 to 150 calories per day because we know walking an hour burns about 200 to 250 calories. So if you don't feel like walking an hour, walk for 30 minutes, there's 100 to 125 calories. Cut 100 to 125 calories out of your diet And there's your 250 calories or an hour of cardio accomplished in 30 minutes. And by increasing your intensity of your cardiovascular exercises, you will increase or improve your cardiovascular performance. And if you do those more frequently throughout the week, you'll maintain your cardiovascular performance. And you probably won't have to do as much or as intense cardio on the days you do it if you do it more frequently. Rick shot me a question about his arms not being the same size and not being the same strength. And he even mentioned that his dominant arm, if I remember the question correctly, wasn't as strong as his non-dominant arm. Now, this is a common occurrence for people, especially guys, because we're obsessed about making sure we're equally strong on both sides. Our left and our right sides are the same strength. And this definitely rears its ugly head, When we're bench pressing, because everybody wants to have a big bench press, nobody asks how much you curl, how much you do bent over rows with, but everybody asks how much you bench press. And when you're bench pressing and the right side doesn't go up as fast as the left side, everybody needs psychotherapy. Rick, everybody is the same way. Now, this has to do a lot with biomechanics, biochemistry, leverage, kinesiology, and a variety of other things. To keep the answer simple... It's simple biomechanics or leverage. How your muscles, tendons, and ligaments join and attach to one another. This is how tremendous leverage is created. It's how a 150-pound guy is able to jack up a 4,000-pound car. Leverage and biomechanics. Some people are just blessed with it. It's just the way they're born. If you think about an orangutan, which is primarily an arboreal animal, meaning it lives its life in the trees, it's able to pull itself up with one arm. Them and any of the other great apes, except man, can do that. Try doing that, and if you can do a one-arm pull-up, that's impressive. But try doing it all day long, a thousand times a day, and making it look effortless. We can't do that, but the great apes can but again, an orangutan's not that much bigger than you, if at all. A chimpanzee, not much bigger than a man. But these, these animals have incredible strength over-the-top type of power. And this is because of the incredible mechanical advantage they get with their joints, their tendons, and their ligaments. So back to the original question: why is one arm bigger than the other? It might not have the exact same insertions or attachments for tendons and ligaments, so one side's a little bit stronger than the other. The muscles might not be exactly the same size. While humans are bilaterals, meaning if we were folded in half, we would match. Our left side would be about the same as our right side. It's not an exact match. One ear is usually bigger than the other. It's usually lower than the other. And the same thing with your biceps and triceps and your quads. If you folded yourself in half, they wouldn't match perfectly. So many times, if a muscle is slightly bigger or shaped slightly differently, it's going to have slightly better power or weaker power. So that's just the way it is. It's nothing to worry about. If you continue to train, that power and strength should even out. There's one thing you do have to be aware of with certain one-arm exercises, let's say one-arm dumbbell rows or dumbbell curls. When you have to deal with coordination, coordination comes into play and guys will think, man, I just don't have the same power with my non-dominant arm as I do with my dominant arm, and that's not correct. They've got plenty of power. As a matter of fact, the power is probably exactly the same. What the challenge is is putting all that power to use, and usually they feel the strange difference when they're doing one-arm exercises. Like I've had people say, yeah, I'm just not as strong with my left arm as I am with my right arm while they're doing one arm dumbbell rows. Now they get 10 reps with both sides, but the right arm felt better than the left arm. And I said, hey, you got the exact same number of reps. Yeah, but they're just not as strong. And I tell them they are as strong. You just don't feel it because you're not as coordinated. So you're not able to apply that power as well or as confidently If you're right-handed, your left arm is about as strong as your right arm, but you can't throw a baseball as fast with your left arm as your right arm unless you're ambidextrous, and that's very few people. This can be another factor as to why one side is bigger or doesn't feel as strong as the other, but my suggestion would be, don't worry about it. Just work out, lift, do your best. The power and the size will even out, and again, if your left side doesn't match your right side perfectly, nobody's going to notice. They're going to be just impressed with your physique, how much you can lift, and how damn good looking you are, Rick. Okay? So just don't worry about it and remember what my mother always said. Just be glad you have a face. And then the question of why do we overeat always comes into play. Is it my hormones? Is it my emotions? I'm going to tell you why you overeat. Number one, food tastes good. Reason number two, food tastes good. Reason number three. Good food is very, very stimulating. Reason number four, food tastes good, okay? Nobody ever says, man, I went crazy last night and ate a ton of vegetables. They say, I fell off the wagon and ate a half a gallon of ice cream. You know why? Because food tastes great. It's incredibly stimulating. And when I'm having sex, I don't think about food. You know why? Because sex is more stimulating than food. But when I'm home alone, and I'm bored, and I'm watching TV, and it's not stimulating, I'm either thinking about sex or food. And since there ain't nobody around to have sex with, I go to the fridge looking for something great to eat, and it's usually something sweet, something that's really, really stimulating. I usually don't go, wow, man, I could go for a great piece of fruit. I'm looking for chocolate-covered almonds or chocolate-covered peanuts, or something really sweet like cake candy or cookies. That's the way it is. And I'm going to tell you this, even emotional eaters, you're not pounding down a ton of fruit and veggies and then beating yourself up over it afterwards. Why? Because they don't taste as good as chocolate and caramel. Again, back to taste and stimulation. So for whatever reason you might be eating emotionally, it's those great flavors that happen to quell or stimulate you to take your mind Off of your sad feelings. I'm not discounting your emotional eating and I'm not discounting your feelings. But think about that next time. If you want to eat emotionally, step back and go, gee, why am I pounding down these chocolates because I can feel bad about myself and beat myself up about it later? Pound down some fruits and veggies and then go, wow, I feel good about myself because I took in a bunch of nutrients. And I didn't take in a bunch of empty calories that are just going to make me fat and overweight. Sorry for telling you the truth. I know people don't like that, but everybody prefers a pretty lie over the ugly truth, and that's not body performance. Remember, fruits taste good, and vegetables taste better when they're covered in cheese. But if they tasted like caramel and chocolates, we wouldn't have an obesity problem in America or a type 2 diabetes epidemic. So don't kid yourself. If you feel like eating, throw back some fruits and vegetables or have just a little bit of a sweet, enjoy it, relish it, and then just don't beat yourself up over it. As I've said before, just factor it into your total calorie intake. And even if it's more calories than you plan to eat on a Saturday night, don't worry about it. Remember the mindset. I worked out last week, last month, and last year. I'm going to work out next week, next month, and next year. So those extra two, 300 calories that you ate, they're going to be gone because you're going to do additional cardio or you're just not going to eat as much at your next meal and you're going to be aware of it. Remember, weight gain is the slow, gradual accumulation of a small amount of calories over a long period of time. That's how normal weight gain occurs. If you're gaining weight fast, you are overeating. If somebody is 400 pounds, they are overeating because that requires a tremendous amount of caloric intake to maintain. I saw a movie star on Howard Stern recently. He was really heavy. He didn't look like he did 20 years ago. Now, I don't want to hear the excuse about age, because let me tell you something. Jennifer Aniston looks great. Courtney Cox looks great. Sylvester Stallone looks great. And regardless of what they're doing, they're conscious of how they look, what they eat, and what they do. So don't give me that excuse about age. Everybody can look good at any age. It's just a matter of time, effort, discipline, and do you really want it? If you have any questions, you can hit me up on Instagram at Body Performance Help. I've got a YouTube channel, Steve Torano. You can also find me on Facebook, which is not hard. And again, if you need help, give me a shout. If you know somebody else who needs help, point them in the direction of the podcast or the website or my Facebook page, and I'm always happy to help. I'm here to give people some insight as to how weight gain occurs and how weight loss occurs so we can take away the mystery and help people regain their life and regain their happiness. I'm Steve Tarano and this is Body Performance.